nothing. I'm not going to get fired. Yeah, what I mean, what are they going to do? Nothing. This is our show. We can open however we want to. Yeah, we can not open at all. We can say, fuck this, just walk out, mic drop like Mike did first time cracking natties. I don't think there's a wrong way to open the show. Until we open it. Until it's open. Welcome back to One More and We All Go. I'm Frank. I'm Brad. And it's just us today. Just the two boys sitting around having a nice cold brew. At least one of us is. Yeah, speaking of which, how do I not have one cracked open? Uh, but no, it's it been a while. When's the last time we recorded? Vancouver? Uh, no, Kenoki. You oh. probably don't remember. Oh, that's right. I slept through <laughs> half of it. That's right. That's right. Now, you got to give yourself some credit. You didn't actually sleep through half of it. I think ha- towards the end of it, you dozed off because we were hitting it pretty good. Full disclosure, last time we had no excuses. I was tired, didn't sleep well, and I had four or five beers. Chris was in the middle of a good story, and him and Frank were rapping back and forth, and I might have dozed off in the middle of... You didn't feel left out, right? Trying to help host an episode, and I felt very non-professional. I don't think Joe Rogan falls asleep when he's hosting his people. Yeah, because he's probably coked out of his mind. Yeah, that's true. So what, what have you done since the last month ago we've been on well it's uh it's been a while hasn't it yeah we're uh just down here in skinny calf studios just working away do you work from home much with the new gig uh one at least one day a week i get i get from home and do you guys do a four-day work week is that right uh not anymore so in the summer between memorial day and labor day it's a four-day work week Sounds like something your wife made up because she's one of the ones that they can make those decisions it's one of those uh programs that they get to for employee retention because they're not real busy in the over the summer but uh so yeah the whole staff has four days off some have monday some have friday okay so it just depends on which which year you get your stuff done yeah okay well so so we're open five days we're just not completely staffed on mondays and fridays i did notice on the way through security into the studio uh you've got quite a bit of remodel done on your remodel project I'm a long, long way off, but you got a lot done though. I I have I I it, I'm looking forward to having weekends. See, that's the, the bad part about this gig. Uh, uh, it's I'm not home at two, right? So before I was home at two o'clock every afternoon. I could work until yeah. All the girls were just or just Shiloh's was work, and the girls were at school, and you had time to yourself. Yeah, masturbate, work on the house. Sometimes in the opposite order, right? Uh, <laughs> I can't masturbate. I'm a guilty masturbator. Are we going to bring it up already? Well, since you did. Okay. It was funny because you, uh, we talked about the, uh, Dr. Sloan last time. He's like, if I make it feel like it's all right to masturbate in public, the limits are off I'll be in all the time. <laughs> and I just bit my tongue because I went in there three times with Dr. Sloan and had to masturbate in the hall bathroom. In the hall. It wasn't even in the bathroom. It was yeah, just, just in the waiting just, room. Just, Hand against the wall, <laughs> get it out. Don't hey, can look you hold at this? Me. Hold this cup. Don't look at me. Hold this cup. Closer, farther, farther up, up. Uh, That's that's my rule: is don't masturbate in public. But even in my, the privacy of my home, I can't do it. 
Well, I'm gonna. I'm I gonna, think I'll cut all this I'm stuff put off. That, I'm, no, I wouldn't. I'm gonna put that down the notes. Things not to do in public. Masturbate. Yeah. Like, talk amongst yourselves. Keep, and write this down. Here's the other part: is uh, we came in here tonight, and uh, Bradley pulls out his uh, journal he keeps here, and and uh, you kind of like having a little journal. Yeah, uh, I do. I've never kept a diary. I I've had a work say my work hours for things we did through the day to get paid or different jobs. I had one in college. And they're fun to thumb back through, and I, I got to thinking, I wish I would have kept one. Because just over the last year, we've been I've been doing these notes in here, and it's fun to look back through it. But uh, as a kid, it would have been really fun to look back some of my 13-year-old Brad memories, and it would have been a lot like the stuff we just talked about, where to masturbate at. <laughs> safe, safe masturbate zones. Right. Correct. Right. <laughs> safe, not safe, safe, not safe. <laughs> not safe, not safe, not safe. Not safe, not safe. Yeah. Who yeah. knew who, yeah, knew, so who I, knew people were pheasant hunting by that crick? Yeah, and I, I was just daydreaming about trying to teach my boy or tell my boys, hey, you guys ought to keep a journal, and they'll laugh at me and think it's stupid. But, uh, yeah, I think it would be neat. It would be fun to look back. Yeah, it's it, part of getting old. And it could of, be one of those things where when they get our age, you'll be like, you know what? Dad was right. I should have kept a journal. Yep, and it's not safe to masturbate in public. <laughs> and, yeah, that's the one takeaway we want from this uh, entire podcast. That might be an episode named Where Not to Masturbate. Where... Safe zones. Safe, <laughs> <laughs> not safe. Uh, yeah, but I don't. I don't know if because can you imagine being thirteen, fourteen? You're going through all the hormonal changes as a young man, and you're journaling about it. Uh, I've got a twelve year old and a sixteen year old at home right now. So you, I, oh, so you've got a lot of safe zones in your house, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, there's your regular little jack shack. Yeah, over I, there. I. Moving on. <laughs> moving on. Yeah. There's there's no safe zones anywhere, I'm sure. Uh, Don't sit there. <laughs> <laughs> I just, anyway, so on your remodel, yeah. what, what's your goal? Do you have a deadline? You say, hey, by 25, it's going to be walk-in ready. By 25, I hope, I honestly hope it is. Uh, the basement in. or the outside or both? Basement, I would like to get most of the way. I would like to at least get that giant so that gives you drywall pile months. out of the way. So he says giant drywall pile. And there's five rooms you're going to drywall? Yeah. And he's got enough drywall to do about 14,000 square feet, it looks like to me. No, I did the math. Um, but it's it's a fair it, pile of it's drywall. It's probably way too much because I've got, there's 117 sheets of drywall. I think I got too much for the bathroom. I got the, the green board for the bathroom. I think I got too much of that, if anything. Do you have a drywall jack to do the ceiling? Uh, I know where to borrow one. So my buddy John Finn was remodeling his house. And I was like, yeah, I'll st- I was driving around one weekend. I'll stop and help you. And he was in there, had the drywall jack, and he was getting along all right. And so way faster with two of us. And so I was helping him and put some screws in. I did four screws, and one of them hit a stud. And then I had a bunch of <laughs> a bunch of holes in the drywall where I slipped off the drill, and the drill just rammed into the drywall. Yeah. I was like, well, I think that's probably enough for today. Thanks for coming. <laughs> so I got fired from volunteering. Yeah. Uh Hanging the drywall is not bad. Finishing the drywall, I'm going to have to have someone come do because I'm not a meth head or a wizard. I know Those are the only two. We just hired this little fella, Miguel Vasquez, to do our office remodel. Okay. Phenomenal job. Really? Yep, did really well. Very happy. Reasonable prices. Okay. Enjoyable to work around. Smells nice. Looks good and oh. blue, as you would say. All right. Yep. I did like a good it. Good job. Yep. No, and I they'd probably even come hang it for cheap. How many square feet you got? Uh, I, I can't remember off the top of my head. I got a lot more framing to do and I got to do, uh, I got to cut into the cold air return. Yeah. So that's all 
copacetic. So I've got some things to do before I start drywalling. Yeah, see here. I, I just we wanted to move the drywall to the basement when it was warm. Yep. And then also we paid uh, two high school boys to carry it down. They yep. regretted that. Yeah. We did not pay them enough. Yeah, and it was it was too cold for them to have their shirts off, but it was one of the requirements. Mm. I try to make them as uncomfortable as possible. Yep. Go ahead, boys. I want you to get all sweaty down there. Come on down to the basement. We'll see if I got any popsicles. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you think by twenty five, the girls will be living down here? I hope so. I hope that I hope they're down here by twenty five. And if they're not, they're they're just gonna be down here anyway. So what? What's the repercussions if you're not done by then? You had to have some repercussions for yourself or from Shiloh or something or for me. I'll do it. Oh, oh, you, yeah, you're a big advocate for verbalizing your goals, so mm-hmm. you uh, you actually obtain them. Um, if I'm not done by 25, then I will pay someone to come finish it. January 1st to 25. Write it down. It's going to be the shittiest job you've ever seen because I will just slap and drywall on. <laughs> What about the outside project? Um, you know, that one's coming right along. So I'm hoping to have... It's more fun because you plan on drinking beer there. This isn't that fun because you don't plan on drinking beer down here. Yeah. I do need to talk to you about making grommets for mic stands to put into the countertop out there. Yeah. And then we can do the, the show out there in the summer. Just out of rubber? No, just metal, just like these are. It'll, yeah. it'll have a little gasket there inside. Yeah. A grommet. A grommet. Is that what they a bushing? Mm. I would call it a bushing. Mm-hmm. Go with that. A bushing and a hanger. Maybe uh, maybe we'll do a office visit to old Tom, maybe put KSOM, we'll see if we can find some somewhere. He might be. I actually have one here. If I can. Not that this is why I want to implement the video portion. Oh, yeah. So what we've got here is a bung, I would call it. A so bung? Can, yep. I would so call is that the bung hole? Yeah, this would be the bung hole. <laughs> well, actually, it'd be a bulkhead because you can put the the material through here and then tighten this nut. Obviously, you, right. I mean, you know what it is. We're trying to describe it to the layman's. So you want to put these through the countertop? So you just need a hole to fit this in? No, I would need the. So I only have one of those. Oh, and that's too fancy. So why is it fancy? Yeah, it's really nice though. It, it's really nice. It's chrome, but that's going. So this setup is all temporary. Once we get the girls down here. One of their bedrooms becomes her office. Her office moves out of our bedroom. Yep. And then I get to build a desk for the studio. Okay. It'll be a, a counter height. I like it. So your the, the stool you're on will raise up. Well, it fits fine. I got a lot of goals, Brad. Yeah. I'm a goal. We might set that for 26. Okay. The desk. The okay. The desk will be built in 26. All right. Okay. We're going to have a desk in 26. I like the note taken. Maybe journaling is cool. Yeah. I'm people outside are like, man, I need to write some shit down. They're pulling over right now listening to write this shit down. So what if if you if you had journaled as a child, would you let your wife read your journals? Or is that too personal? And then what do you do with the journals when you're dead? Oh, they'd be I think they'd be awesome for your grandkids or kids to look through. Yeah. I think that'd be hilarious for my kids to read through stuff I wrote when I was 12 or 13 now. And they uh, came like, why'd you guys pee on the electric fence, Dad? <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> hey, that old red barn is a good jack shack. <laughs> <laughs> Safe zone. Safe zone. <laughs> uh, so, 
so yeah, this uh, the lot of project you you got uh, your your shop built. Yeah, and I didn't do any of it, so that's not I didn't do very little. I I put down the workers. Di- you yelled obscenities at them. You put yeah, them, put them down the whole time. I did, and there was an Amish crew. I think I tell you about that. Mm. Well, they weren't Amish. They didn't ride up on their horse and buggy, but they were from Amish lineage, and they Mennonites. Amish, but isn't there's Amish, which are the hardcore Hollies. And well, then the Mennonites use some electrical stuff. So, from what I understand, these guys were Amish descendants, grew up that way, mm-hmm. and then have since rebelled or left, however you want to say it. Rumspringa? Well, yeah, could be. But uh, hard-working sons of bitches, they show up at 6 o'clock every morning, and they built the shop from concrete to full erection in 10 days. Wow. Excuse me. But uh, they show up at 6 o'clock, got their headlamps on, working around, and they don't stop moving until 4 o'clock. And it's not 6 o'clock, we'll get out, talk about what we're doing, have a smoke, take a shit. It's at 6.03, they're working, and they don't stop till 4 o'clock. Wow. And I, I said, I got to ask, because his crew, they're just smoking like a chimney all day. Really? Just all day. ripping heaters? Oh, yeah. Chain smoking, one after the other, lighting one wow. off the other. I said, I got to ask your crew. How old are they? He's like, ah, oh, two of them are 16, two of them are 17. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, yeah, I didn't think they looked very old. <laughs> but uh, And they were, the, the, those kids were ripping heaters? Yes. That's no, it, amazing. It was him and those three kids, or four, it was three most days, then four some days. But they did all the tin, uh, walking the trusses, swinging the heavy iron, all that stuff. They were doing all of it. Wow. So they were, they weren't fucking around. I put them up against any male crew I've seen, or man crew, I, I would say. Yeah, there, there's a guy over by Fontenelle that does Strictly Hay, and okay. he has uh, an Amish crew that he hires all the time to come put up hay barns. And he said the same thing. They're, they're at 6 o'clock in the morning, and they don't take a break yep. until they're driving home. He yep. didn't mention that they were ripping heaters all day. Yeah, chain smoking. That's amazing. Well, they don't have lung cancer in the Amish. They haven't discovered it yet. Oh, yeah, if you don't go that's, to the hospital, you don't find out you're sick. That's amazing. What great medical advice. Yeah. So, but no, I'm very impressed with those guys, Abe and the crew. But, yeah. Uh, good, <laughs> was good. it really Abe? Abe, yep. That's amazing. Is that know. the most Amish name ever? Well, I don't know what his name was, but I saved him. My phone is Abe Erection. <laughs> so, that's how he'll forever be known if he ever listens to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're listening to this on the way to the next job. But, yeah, as far as my remodel projects, we got the office project going. Um we just we got to start trimming the office. The flooring just got done Saturday. We're finally getting done the fields. So you we, did some trim today. I did three pieces of trim. Yeah. But I can't finish a room because I got to wait for the door jams. Yeah. So I got to get the door jams like, on. Much like I have here. Yeah. So I got little corners like that. So I just did the outside edge and then I'll finish off to it later. Yeah. But uh, just so I get the toilet and vanity set, so I can get the, those in. You're gonna? Are you gonna cope with the corners? Or are you gonna? I did. I forty five. Is that what you mean? Well. So forty five, you can fortify the corners, but coping, if it, if you don't think you have a square corner, then you cope it. So you cut it off at forty five, and then you cut out the oh, it's like, like it, a coping saw. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna do that. No, and I I got pretty basic trim. It's got just a little taper on top. No, so even when you forty five it, it makes a real nice line to it. And it uh, but Billy Drake framed it, and I'm assuming all that's the square and shit. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Yeah, because I I was measuring one side, and I. Uh, yeah, it's it's all exactly what it's supposed to be. It's weird. Like the top measured the same as the bottom of the door. No, it's weird. Yeah, don't like, don't come to my house, Billy. <laughs> right, <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> this is madness. Uh is that anything else on remodels? 
Um, I think those are all uh, the remodel projects. Uh, next thing I had, fall sports. How oh. did your fall sports seasons go? Did you have any uh, train wrecks while you and the family were out traveling to and from sports, hit a deer? No. we. It was pretty uneventful. We had... Uh, Nobody crapped their pants. Um, did I tell you that story? I have Nelly Knox. I don't know it. No. Um... Yeah, no, nobody crapped their pants. Uh, just a good little, good little volleyball season. So we were on the way to a football game. Well, this is kind of. A did you get your bus bought? No, we never did. Oh. Me and a few of the other dads, for those who don't know, wanted to buy a tailgate bus, so because a lot of our games are two, three hours away, mm-hmm. so we could load it up a pet bus, if you will, maybe a pet bus better than a tailgate bus. Yeah. So we can load all the parents and kids up, have a driver shoot us up there, everybody pays 20 bucks to get their family up there, 20 bucks a person, whatever it may be, pay for fuel, and then good camaraderie and celebrate the win on the way home and make a good time out of it. But uh, Jess and I went somewhere way up north, up 71. I can't remember which town it was. Guthrie Center, maybe? Uh, Guthrie Center's on 25. 25 okay, we and went 44. there, too. But when I left the town, I remember, yep, turn right, turn right, back on 71 all the way home. I get on 71, and I'm driving and driving. I'm like, I don't remember getting to Highway 20. <laughs> That's clear north, isn't it? Yeah, I drove like 30 <laughs> miles the wrong fucking direction. And because Jess and I, we we were Chat visiting. The way. We were visiting and not drinking beer. We, oh, what's you got? Something in your eye? <laughs> and uh, so we we were trucking along. I'm like, wait a minute. Jess didn't say anything. And I was just realized... It said Highway 20 this way, or Highway 75, so I'm trucking along. Well, every one of those signs said 75 North. (laughs) (laughs) We were just visiting, having a nice conversation. It was awful quiet after we figured out we were going the wrong way the rest of the way home. (laughs) Oh, man. Like, whoa, I didn't know there was a Vermilion, Iowa. Yeah, this is Vermilion miles away. (laughs) But, uh, yes, that was humbling. And then the next week we had to go back up north somewhere. And I passed a car because there was a lot of traffic. We were late for the game. Like, well, we weren't late, but we weren't there as early as we wanted to be. So I passed a guy, and then I slowed up to, like, 64, and a state trooper lights me up mm. at 63 or 4. Well, joke's on him because I was just doing about 84 before yeah. I got over that hill. And so, luckily, he caught me then. A super nice guy, state trooper, and he showed me a bunch of traffic stats about how many people died up there recently. And, hey, man, appreciate it. Thanks for a lot. So he gave me a warning, let me off. But, of course, all the other parents are going to school. <laughs> Light me up on the way. How fast are you going? And text me as they're going by. So that was, that was a humbling experience again. And I and the kids were in the car. Are you going to jail, Dad? And Marshall's laughing. Jess is laughing. But, yeah, luckily. It was Brooks was worried. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to jail. Again. No. Oh. No, I've never been to jail. I'll tell you what I'll do. Uh, What's that yeah. time you had a speeding ticket? Um, last, uh, going to the river ruckus in Guthrie center and I was doing 61. What? Yeah. And I what? 55. Oh shit. I thought it was like in the 25. Oh no. I was coming into a town. It was coming down 44 and there's this big hill that leads into Guthrie center and I was coming down the hill and I was just coasting and I went 61 and he lit me up and. That may be the same area I got pulled over. Yeah, uh, it was a really nice trooper, but he did give me a ticket because I had a moving violation in the previous year. So you couldn't have another warning? So 
No, and here's the deal is Shiloh had my car and ran one of those camera red lights in Council Bluffs. So I got the ticket. And when he said, you had a moving violation, I said, I've never gotten a speeding ticket before, ever. He's like, well, no, this says you got a moving violation. I go, pinch open that picture, and you're going to see this bitch. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Uh, and let me guess. I'm going to throw, I'm going to speculate. Mm-hmm. You were driving fast because you were late because she was making you late to River Ruckus. No, Shiloh never makes, Shiloh's very on time. Okay. I love my wife. Uh, go on. How much do you love her? This much. <laughs> but. Put it away. She is not as punctual. I love her to death. She's so, she looks good in blue, but punctuality is not her strong suit. Here, well, here's the deal. What Shiloh does is if we have to leave somewhere by 6 o'clock, she tells everyone in the house that we have to be out the door at 5.15. If we need to leave at 6, she tells everybody 5.15 because all of us are going to fuck around and ask where our shoes are. Yep. And then, bam, she's money. It's leaving at 6 o'clock. Yeah, makes So sense. she's brilliant. But you haven't figured out, like, <sighs> I got 45 minutes to burn. No, because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if it's true or not. So Really, I, 6 o'clock or 5.15? <laughs> nope. She's a mastermind. All so right. maybe try that with Jess. It's like, hey, we have to be there by 9 o'clock. And you really have to be there by 11. Yeah, I, I have tried that before. Why are we leaving so early? Because, like, say we're flying out of an airport at 6 o'clock. Yeah. Okay, we need to be at the airport at 4.30. Acceptable. Give you an hour and a half to get through security. We'll get park, get to the parking lot. In case you got to take a shuttle, take you 15 minutes to hail a shuttle. Get, get, excuse me, get in the airport. Moving on. I don't want to sit there for, she wants to walk in and walk straight through the security, straight on the plane. Sounds like you guys just need to start uh, chartering flights. <laughs> and so <laughs> we're, was, we're going when we get there. There was one time we walked up to security or the baggage claim or baggage check to check our bags. And we're like, yeah, we're on the whatever, six o'clock to somewhere. And the lady, first thing she says is, you're just now getting here? Like, that's what I said. <laughs> that's what I said. We made it. We had to rush a little bit. But, yeah, I, I would much rather sit at the airport, have a beer, relax a little bit, than have that extra stress added to not be there. But I understand it's not fun to sit there, so I definitely get her point on that. Yeah, but you get a people watch. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always like to see people I know at the airport. Yeah, I've I've the only person I've ever saw at an airport that I knew was you, and that was when we were flying. <laughs> uh, no, I guess we saw Ron and Terry yep, that one time. Yeah, saw them. We were hitting yeah. Vegas last year. Uh, so, no, that's uh, that's the trick is lying to them and telling them you need to leave early. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can. I, but she makes all the damn plans because she's the social director. Yeah, that's true. One time Shiloh got us switched flights mid-flight. We were... Flying back from the Gulf Shores, and the original flight was you land here, stay on the plane, and then it flies to Phoenix, and then you have like a two-hour layover to go to Dallas and then to Omaha. Hmm. And we landed in Nashville, and she just happened to look at her phone, and she's like, there's a plane leaving from Nashville in 10 minutes. Can we switch flights? So we all got off the flight in hopes, and this lady behind the desk made it happen. Yeah. So we got home like three hours earlier than we would have. Right. That's a huge bonus. It's beautiful. Yeah. 
Yeah, having somebody with the resources, and you don't know if you don't ask, too. So many people will just, oh, this is what they told me to do, so that's what I'm going to do. Well, if you don't ask, you don't know. Yeah. There might be free beer on the other side. You don't know if you don't ask. Right. Is this a safe zone? Just ask the questions. Yeah, but I think <laughs> you see those signs. Uh, I think they have like a helping hand of be like a parent holding their hand out to a little kid be a safe zone. Yeah. We should probably get a sign like that for in here. Yeah. This is a safe zone. Once this is a safe zone. Yeah, you got the glory hole filled, so we'll be fine. Yeah. got That was the first priority. When you called it a glory hole, I was like, <laughs> I better get that fixed. <laughs> I think Cody did that. <laughs> I think he did, too. I think he dubbed that the glory hole. <laughs> Uh, but no, having the lady, because Jess does all our travel plans, all the hotels, stuff like that, and uh, it's always amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, good kudos to the ladies for that. Yeah. Do you got uh, do you got big plans? You guys traveling anywhere? Well, we, it's a bit, yeah, it's a busy fall. Yeah. Uh, we're heading to Oklahoma Tuesday, see the in-laws. Yep. Going down, I haven't been down there since Christmas. I've seen them. Really? Well, I've seen them at other destinations where we met up in other places, but right. I haven't been to their place since Christmas, so I feel terrible for that. So I'm looking forward to going, but fucking Jake's going to be there. Oh, fuck. So, Can you get a that, flat tire or something on the way there? And Well, well we can't make it now. I'll probably be able to avoid him most of the time, that son of a bitch. Fucking but God. even if he's there, you won't see him because he'll be so short. <laughs> That's true. But uh, anyway, we'll... Uh, Call Keith, it, tell him not to mow. <laughs> yeah, don't mow. No, no. <laughs> don't mow. I don't wanna... <laughs> it's like, honey, I shrunk the kids. <laughs> Why is he riding that donut and ant? Uh, anyway, but yeah, we're heading down there, and then uh, we get back, and I'm home for six days, and then John and I go to Vegas for the rodeo convention yep. you c- that you couldn't go to, which right. is sad. Uh, so John and I and his little lady are going out there with us. Uh, doing some rodeo convention business, and I'm home for a week, and then we go to, uh, I think the Dominican with Lowell and with my parents and my brother and his wife. Yep. And uh, we'll be down no there kids. Oh for... uh, yeah, yeah, all the kids are going, okay. and then it's an all inclusive resort down there. It's the first time I've ever been to an all inclusive with the kids, so I'm excited about that. And then we get back from that, and I'm home for a day, and then we go back to Oklahoma for Christmas. I think that's a waste. That. Taking taking your uh, oldest to an all inclusive during wrestling season. Well, right, and he was nervous about that too. So I'll have to watch what he eat down there, but I'll probably sweat it off because he's cutting weight. He's got to lose about ten pounds to get to where he wants to be. Right. Uh, we just talked about that last night, and uh, he said, "Oh, I think it'll be all right." I'm like, "Well, it's up to you. You're the one that's got to make weight when you get back." Because he's got to meet like the day he gets back. And he's got to make weight. So he'll be uh, keep an eye on the old scales. He's just jogging in the aisle on the plane wearing yeah. a trash bag. Yeah. <laughs> Should have drank more. He wouldn't have been so full. Yeah. Cool. He'll piss it out. <laughs> One in, two out. Yeah. So, no, yeah, it's a it's a busy season. We'll be uh, – those trips lined up for December, and and then I don't think there's anything until Easter. We'll probably go back to Oklahoma for Easter. Yeah. How about yourself? Uh, Well, I, I don't have any vacation time, but uh, – so yeah, we're going to Kansas for Thanksgiving. Yep, and uh, that's the and then I got farm shows. Well, you'll be good at that though. You love a meet and greet. We got uh, yeah farm shows coming up. Uh, the Nebraska and then the Iowa. Nebraska's in December. Iowa's in January. Right here in Omaha. Yeah, the no the Nebraska one's in Lincoln. The Power Farm Show. The uh, Nebraska Ag Expo. Uh, I've never Booth been to a trade show. But I've been told the vendors drink a lot of beer at night. Oh. If they're, say, you're stay, are you going to stay over there in Lincoln? Yeah, I think so. 
you know, because all the vendors, like, say you're set up one day, then all the vendors are in town, they'll go out and booze it up that night, I've had people tell me. Yeah, I was going to hit up the talker and uh, see if I could find his weed guy. Not that I smoke weed, but just to see if he's still around, you know, catch up. Oh, <laughs> I was trying to think here, the talker, the... oh, okay, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm picking up what you're laying down. Yeah, he's probably still there. Yeah. Still, still, probably still dealing on campus. Probably. Just the old guy. Yeah. He's the old guy. Yeah, he's our age, still dealing the <laughs> 17 year olds. Our age. Our age, dealing dope to a bunch of 19 year olds. <laughs> dope. I don't think they call it dope anymore. Mm. Now, now it's legal. Isn't it legal in Nebraska? Uh, no. No? No, I don't think. What's all these dispensaries you see around? That's a different classification, I think. I don't. I don't know. I think you can get like. A, I don't know much about. Yeah, I don't know either. The, the marijuana. Uh, next thing on my list. Are you ready? Doobies. It's a big one. Okay. Seducing your wife. Oh. What's your? And then we're not going to get into intimate details, obviously. Right, right, right. But I'm guessing my wife will probably listen to this, so I'm going to be completely honest. But uh, my best moves aren't as good as I thought they were. Yeah, she's going to be hip to my game though if I say this. Yeah, I wouldn't uh I wouldn't say it. Okay. Just uh you know, keep the mystery alive so she doesn't figure out your moves. Yeah. Um, you ever seen the movie Clan of the Cave Bear? Gosh, no. Okay, um, I better write that one yeah, down though. Clan yeah. of the Cave Bear. Clan of the Cave Bear. So, well, you really rattled that off. The uh Clan I remember my K? dad uh Cave Bear, Clan? Clan with a K? Uh no, no, okay. no. But my dad rented it when uh, I was a kid, and it came. It was Laserdisc, so he had to rent the big Laserdisc player. This is like one of the three times I saw him ever. Um, and then he he got the the Laserdisc, which looked like a big twelve inch record, right? Okay. It was a DVD, but it was like a twelve inch record. And Clan of the Cave Bear, Daryl Hannah. Oh yeah, was was in that, and the the premise was is there was two tribes. Smoke show in '86. Oh yeah. It had to be about eighty-eight, probably when when I saw this. So I was right. way too young to see this, but it is burnt into my my frontal lobe here. Okay. So the the premise is is that there's a, a tribe of like Neanderthal ugly people, and then upriver always there's a a clan of like really beautiful people. Uh-huh. So the clan of the cave bear people are the the ugly ones. Well, anyway, Daryl Hannah it gets separated when she's I don't know, 13, 14, maybe. Ooh. And it's going downhill pretty quick, Frank. Right. It, in the movie, they I think they waited until she was proper age. But anyway, the, the leader of the Clan of the Cave Bear, whenever he you know wanted a little action, he'd clap his hands, move them away from each other. I don't know, how would you describe that move? Turn 90 degrees? Turn, yeah, turn them, turn them uh, 180 degrees from each other, and then move them in and make a fist. Okay. So, like, you're dabbing yourself. Okay. Like that. And then she would just get on all fours and lift up her skirt, and then he'd go to town. Huh. So that's, my, like a, that's my move, is, is what I'm like saying. Is it like a spell he had on her that she had to conform? No, because they were, like, real brutal to her. Huh. So she was just, yeah. I'll be damned. And I could be, maybe I Show me the move a, again in case I want to use that tonight. It's clap. Oh. 180. I can do that. Yeah. Just see if that works, you know. Uh, this would probably be, let me see your phone and I'll record this and this will be our TikTok. <laughs> oh, you know, I actually thought about doing that with the, 
the cameras we have here. Well, here, I'll just record it on my phone and then shoot it to you. I think TikTok, if you can throw this up on a TikTok, this is Frank's deal sealer. Just try this at home, boys. But get a bucket and a mop because you're going to need it. Guaranteed to work six times out of ten. Right. 70% of the time it works. 70% of the time it works 80% of the time. Every time. So, yeah, it's just clap, turn, and it works. That's how you get your wife into the mood. Just Just make sure she's got room to bend over. Yeah, you you can't do it in the car. No. She's driving. I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it when she's not a safe zone. Uh, yeah, not a safe zone. If she's in the kitchen, if the kids are around, I wouldn't do it. Yep. If you recently have pissed her off. Okay. So back to seducing your wife. Remember back in the old days when we were all young? We, Man, we were young. Yeah, we were so young. But you go out drinking, have a few beers. The inhibitions are low. Then you you go out and have a few beers. Well, then it turns out my wife can out drink me, and so she'd be wanting to stay and party. I'm like, I gotta go home. <laughs> and so even if even if she was one actually good chance old Brad was too drunk and he's just gonna pass out. That'll happen. Uh, That's she, when the, the line that comes into play and you say, Oh you won. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sure I over several. <laughs> so that that was my, my seducing your wife line. That uh Seducing my wife, you son of a bitch. Nah, no, I didn't oh. I didn't put that oh. move out there. You oh, just okay. seduced yeah, all true. the wives on the internet. That's true. That's getting it done. If you put that alive, there's panties dropping in Denmark right now, causing a tidal wave coming this way. A punani? A punani. <laughs> a punani tsunami. We'll pump the brakes so we can have an episode for next week since everybody's, you know, traveling for a holiday, and we'll be back uh, next week. And uh, just a, a quick reminder, and I, I mentioned it in the second half of the episode, so not until next week we'll hear that one but i wanted to mention that uh, a buddy of mine jeremy odom had me on his podcast to promote this podcast so i wanted to make sure that uh, you guys checked out laugh with me available on spotify i think he just got it on apple and uh, you can then follow him on uh, twitter and uh, facebook as well so uh, check him out very funny guy very funny podcast and uh, he does a uh, a great job production wise jealous of the uh, production quality there at uh, Laugh With Me. So go check that out. Also, he does some stand-up as well. So he's got some dates uh, coming up. So if you're interested in that, uh, check that out. It's called Laugh With Me. We'll be back at next week with the second half of Safe Zone. So <laughs> uh, no, one more and we all go.